All right, Whiskey Business presents The Premise. You guys ready? All right, let's get it up. Come on. Live on the upfront stage is The Premise with Dino Tripodis. Dino welcomes his guests, comedian Leslie Battle, and our two contestants, improv comedian Sarah Greer and improv comedian Sarah Storer. And now, welcome to the stage, Dino Tripodis. And welcome, welcome back to the premise. It's so nice to have you here on this cold, cold. Uh, it's already, it's not officially winter, but it's 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 cold enough to be considered winter. And we thank you for coming out this evening. As uh, Mr. Hansberry mentioned, uh, tonight we're here uh, for a very special reason. This is November, Movember, as they say, um, Men's Health Awareness Month, focusing on testicular cancer, prostate cancer, and men's mental health issues. But uh, tonight, the majority of the proceeds will go to a little thing called Cocktails for a Cause that our friend, our friend, Mr. Jesse Hubbard, who is the bartender over at the Great Southern Whiskey Bar, is putting on all month long. He has events, and we could not make that event over there, so we decided to uh, share the proceeds from tonight and put it to his cause. His father, Russ Hubbard, is currently uh, battling stage four prostate cancer. So uh, let's give a nice little shout out and, and a prayer to Russ that he continues to fight it and, and be on the mend. And yes, I did say that the proceeds for tonight will go to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. We were hoping to pack the joint. So I thank all 24 of you for being here this evening. Yes. Aside from you guys, cancer wins again, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man. Also, why I have the excessive uh, uh, beard this evening as well. That is just my uh, effort, whatever you want to call it, for us as well. And I know that uh, I look like a, if Ernest Hemingway were a stand-up comedian, this is probably what he would look like. Yeah, just probably call himself Ernie Hemingway. <laughs> okay, literary humor. Four people laugh. Good, good, good. But winter is here, and like I said, I appreciate you guys coming out tonight. I wonder, I wonder sometimes in the winter if, if people hook up a little quicker than they normally would just so they don't have to go out there and try to find somebody on a weekly or, or monthly basis. Just find one person, and if it works, they hunker down for the winter with that person. And if the relationship is going well, it's like, are we going to be together forever? Like, at least till April. <laughs> at least till April. Netflix and chill. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant when I first heard that uh, expression. Yeah, honestly, I did not. That's a term for hooking up. But I'm at the age right now where if you invited me and told me to come over for some Netflix and chill and we weren't actually watching a movie, <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed. Because <laughs> I don't have Netflix. 
Yeah. And you won't hear a guy my age calling you up and say, how about coming over for some Netflix and chill? We'd be a little more direct. It'd be like, you want to come over, listen to the Barry White album and fuck? How about that? <laughs> See, that way you know exactly, exactly what kind of music you're going to hear in my house. I can't guarantee the sex part of it because I, at 60 years of age, I no longer have any game whatsoever. I, and that's fine. I admit that. I don't. I don't. In fact, if you were to compare my game to actual gaming, right? Yeah, and, and, and the best that some sort of, you know, sexual seduction is being really good at Fortnite, I would be really good at Pong. <laughs> Beep. Beep, 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 game over. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even know when a, this is how sad it is. I don't even know when a woman's hitting on me anymore. I'm at that age, yeah. I was at a, at a bar a couple months ago and talking to this lovely, lovely lady and, you know, just, making small talk conversation. I go, well, what are, what are some of the things that you're into? What do you like to do? She goes, me? She goes, I like to read. I like to write. And I like to fuck. <laughs> and I went, yeah. So what are you reading? <laughs> yeah. Also, smack dab in the middle of November, that means the holiday season is upon us. Thanksgiving just around the corner. Who's going to be with their families on Thanksgiving? Yes? The most dysfunctional time of the year. Yeah. I see my family twice a year, whether I want to or not. Thanksgiving and Easter is when all the Greeks get together. And yeah, from a family standpoint, it's kind of an emotional nightmare, but the food especially Thanksgiving, is amazing. I love, well, not as amazing as it used to be. I'll be honest with you. It was really super amazing when my grandmother was at the helm. She was absolutely incredible. She'd be there in the kitchen, four burners going at the same time, skillet in one hand, spatula in another, wearing a big old apron and no bra. <laughs> Which wouldn't be so bad, but my grandmother has what we call in our family BGGBs. Yeah, big Greek grandma breasts. The big ethnic breasts, uh, you know, she gets out of bed in the morning, they hit the floor before her feet would. You be downstairs at grandma's house, you hear four thumps. Grandma's up. Only hear two? Now nah, she just leaned over the edge of the bed. One morning we heard three thumps, we didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Though some people say grandpa. Okay, smart crowd. You got that one. Good. Good. My grandmother, my, my yaya, and my grandfather, my papu, my papu, my yaya, and of course my cousin, Shama Lama, and ding dong. I say papu, yaya. All right, that was silly. Yeah. And it skips a generation, too, the food. Yeah, because my mother, my mother cannot cook to save her ass. I don't know what happened. I mean, when she would cook for us as kids, her idea of a good meal when we were growing up as children was to um, defrost some of that banquet frozen fried chicken you, you buy at the store. 
right? And she'd mess that up. But then she'd have the audacity to say while we're eating it, so how's my chicken? And be like, it's a really good one. How do you get it? How do you get it so hot on the outside and cold in the middle like that? That's amazing. And my mother, she thinks she's on top of everything. She's like, you know, oh, you know, this is, if you want something, honey, just, just put it in my microwave and warm it up. My mom thinks she's on top of things because she has a microwave. What you don't know is that my mother has the original microwave. It's as big as this goddamn wall. You want to put something in to cook, you got to put a vest on first. And when your food's ready, a fucking cuckoo comes out and tells you. That's how old it is. Ridiculous. Oh, but man, the one thing I can't stand and that I, makes me crazy when I go home with the family is, and maybe you can experience this on your own and understand, I have a family that they could all be in the room at the same time, but nobody is listening at the same time. So I have to keep re-explaining myself over and over again. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I, I, I retired from Sunday 95 in June of 2018. Uh, and then my family was together again this past Easter. And the first thing out of my mother's mouth, as soon as she sat down with me, she goes, so, are you working? I go, no, Ma, I'm not working. <sighs> well, I hope you do again someday because I want to see you land on your feet. What's wrong with your feet? There's, there's nothing wrong with my feet, Uncle Nick. She's, Ma just wants me to get back on them so I, can, so I can go back to work. What's that, honey? You're working again? No, Angina, I'm not working again. Oh, why not? There's something wrong with his feet. That's why. I go, Uncle Nick, there's nothing wrong with my feet. Nangina, I am working, but not in the conventional sense, okay? I'm spending this time to write and do a podcast. Porncast? Who put you in a porncast? Not a porncast, Uncle Chris. It's a podcast. Well, what the hell's a podcast? It's, it's, a, it's a show that's on the internet. Oh, so like porn? No! My cousin Tommy, somebody bring porn? What the hell's going on? No, nobody brought porn, Tommy. Jesus Christ. My mother comes back in the room. What's everybody talking about? My Aunt Gina. Well, apparently, your son is making a pornographic film about Jesus Christ. <laughs> on Easter Sunday? Shame on you, Dino. Shame on you. And my Uncle Nick walking away. I don't know how anybody can make a pornographic movie with bad feet. I don't know. Are you guys ready to start the premise? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. All right, for those of you who don't understand how this little shenanigan works this evening, there is a table right over there where two great comedic performers tonight will sit down and after they receive their premise, a premise which they have not seen or heard about until this evening. They will have 20 minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up material. Those two lovely, lovely and talented ladies tonight will be Sarah Storer and Sarah Greer. Give them a round of applause. I'll meet them here in just a second. While they are hard at work, we have a great guest comic this evening. Give it up for Leslie Battle. She'll be here tonight as well. Uh, a couple of little things uh, to discuss before we move on. Uh, as Hansberry said, the premise that you're watching here tonight will drop on Monday. We have uh, some other great podcast, Whiskey Business. The podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving, 
We will have Fitz Bailey on the show. He is the brand ambassador for Cooper's Craft, a lovely Brown Foreman product that will be on the show. Um, for those of you who are fans of Watershed products, we just did a great podcast with Greg Lehman from Watershed Distillery. He will be coming up on the podcast. He was a, a, a gracious, gracious host. And if time and schedules permit with the boys and myself, we might do another holiday podcast before it's all said and done. I can't make any promises about that. The table whiskey for this evening is a Weller Special Reserve. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Weller, and for those of you who are in the whiskey know and have heard about Pappy Van Winkle, Weller Special Reserve and the Antique 107 is made from the same Pappy juice. So if you can find this bottle on the shelves, it's very reasonable at about $25 to $27 a bottle. The Antique 107 has shot up in price to almost $50. That's for us. The winners tonight on Whiskey Business and the losers tonight on Whiskey Business also receive something. The winner will receive this lovely bottle of Four Roses bourbon right here for the winner, right? Four Roses for a lovely, lovely lady who wins tonight. Now this used to be on the bottom shelf back in the day, but then the Japanese took over this company and they restored it to its original recipe. So this at 25 to $27 a bottle is a great everyday whiskey and I'd be proud to have it on my shelf as I hope our winner will this evening. Our loser, on the other hand, will get an $8 bottle of Kessler's American Blended Whiskey. <laughs> Says right on the label, smooth as silk. Uh, presuming that uh, silk tastes like a rust encrusted asshole, this would be the right here. And Kessler would be the way to go. And just to sweeten the pot for the loser this evening, I wanted to have a little something special from the, the premise LP archives as we have each and every week. The loser will take home something very dreamy. That's right, everybody. Sean Cassidy, live. Right there. I know what you're thinking. They must have an incredible budget to have prizes like this. Sean Cassie live, the do run, 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 the do run, run. We'll go to the loser tonight as well. So are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to meet your contestants? All right. We flipped earlier in the evening to decide who would get premise one and premise number two. So uh, the person who will be selecting premise number one, um, she will be here on the upfront stage with Ladies Who Lounge on New Year's Eve, and you may have seen her uh, also with Sarah Storer, because they do a lot of fun stuff together, including Voog, I have to put the emphasis on the G, which is a, uh, a, a fashion blog that you can find on SS Voog at Instagram, and also they do Salon of Shame, which will be diaries from junior high and high school at Studio 35, on the December the 10th, people actually reading from their journals, and that, that sadness has got to be worth a laugh. <laughs> it has to be. But uh, we'll get to Sarah. That's Sarah in a second. But right now, please bring up to the stage Sarah Greer, everybody. Hey. Hello. Twenty-four people care about prostate cancer. Isn't that nice? And only twenty-four. 
not including myself in that. Not including yourself. I'm more of a breast cancer kind well, of person. Well, that kind of makes sense. If you had a prostate, that'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a really fun science or, experiment. Or, you know, Reader's Digest material right there for sure. Hell yeah. 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 I, yeah. Am, I am Sarah's prostate. <laughs> would be the way to go. We worked together a long time ago. We did. We did. What we did? We did something really. It was called "So Bad It's Good." So bad it's good, right? And mm. it was so bad that we don't do it anymore. Yeah, um, it was. It was pretty bad. We was, had a good time. We had. We. It was great. We had a blast. We had a blast. You, me, and Jeff Gage. Jeff Gage. Yeah. And we interrupted movies at Studio Thirty Five. Yes. Yes. It was a good time. It was Starship Troopers? Was that the Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers was the movie that we... Roadhouse? We did do, yes. Yes, we did. Uh Yeah, you're a big fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. We're trying to keep Patrick Swayze alive. (laughs) Did he die from prostate cancer? Uh, He died from a cancer. I don't know if it was prostate cancer. Well, you know, we miss him. You know, shit, I didn't do my Patrick Swayze research this evening. I apologize. You're the host. I'm not on it. But are you excited about doing this? Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, you are you really? <laughs> have you heard anything about this? I know, but I have to say, that Sean Casty, you think that's a loser's gift? Oh, that's, that's a loser. That's a fucking winner's gift. That's right, right there. there. Sean Cassidy. You could. You no could, better hair. You could tank it tonight if you want if, if you really wanted this. You could you could tank it tonight I and just might. go for the go for the loss. The brother of David Cassidy. Yes. The late David the Cassidy. Late David Who Cassidy. else can we talk about that's dead? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Well, anybody yeah. else we can talk about that's dead? Um, who else is <laughs> Let's dead? See. I'm Whit- dead. In, I'm dead inside. Yeah. Whitney Houston came to my mind. Whitney Houston. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, too heavy for you. Okay. Whitney Houston's too <laughs> heavy. Okay. Glad to know where the line is. Twenty-four right. people. Well, let's find out. Let's find out who you're going to be competing against. Okay. She, she has been on the premise. Actually, she was my first guest panelist on the premise when we started number one. As I mentioned, Voog. Am I saying that correctly? Voog. Also, Solana Shame with you on December the 10th, and TBD, uh, the improv imp- improvised musical, right here tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I think there are only 18 tickets left. It's oh. a great show. Okay. I don't perform in it, but I will be in the audience. So yeah. come see it. You're not going to be on that one. No, my uh. husband performs. Oh, oh, it's a show business business family. Yeah, baby, our kids are going to be real fucked up one day. All right, let's let's meet your competition, Sarah Store. Everybody, bring her on. Here. Oh, Welcome back. Thank you so much. Now, I don't want any infighting here. There, there when I do be. this, when I, when, when, no, no, when I do okay. this, when I do this, because uh, I am a man of my word. And uh, when Sarah was here for the very first time, we were talking about uh, whiskey because she didn't really drink much of the whiskey, and she said she was more of a gin drinker. A gin drinker. Because and, I'm trash. <laughs> And I promised you that next time we saw each other, mm-hmm. and I've tried to coordinate it that you would be here on I've a given night. I've been avoiding night. you. Yeah, so I've been holding on to this since we had that conversation. Yeah. This is a Watershed oh. Distillery's <gasps> Guild Gin. Oh. oh. It's, got, yeah. it's got floaties, y'all. Uh, There's that would floaties be, that in would here. Be, that would be the chamomile. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about this. This will put me right to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Put a so in that. whether she wins or loses, she gets an extra bottle this evening. Cool. And whether cool. I win or lose, I'm making sure you walk home with that David Cassidy album. <laughs> Sean, David's dead. All right. Whatever it is. 
Come on, get happy. She doesn't deserve the album. She really doesn't no, deserve I the don't, album. Clearly. She really no, I don't, No, she did she say really to doesn't. me when we were waiting in the bathroom to be introduced, she did say to me, that Bushy, that has your name. Yeah, you have to have it. That's my yeah. nickname, by the way. <laughs> Are we ready to see your premises? Yep. We flipped the coin yeah, earlier. baby. Sarah Greer picked premise number one. Open that up whenever you get a chance and tell the audience what your premise is. While she's doing that, Sarah Storer can have premise number two. And we'll find out what the ladies will be sitting down at the table with for the next 20 to 25 minutes to create on stage. <laughs> Who is smarter in a relationship, men or women? You can cover the vast wasteland that is relationships for men and women. That I think can cover, they wrote a book on it. <laughs> you can cover whatever territory you want based on that premise. All right? Okay. Your brain's already working. And number two is? Uh, breakups, the good, bad, and the ugly, and starting all over again with somebody new. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, you good? <laughs> yep. Got some experience. Does she have an edge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in a great way. Store has a lot of wonderful material about... I'm supposed to be writing new shit, though. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bring you some old shit, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Google us. All right, so ladies, off to the writer's right. table Goodbye. you go. Give them a round of applause. Sarah Greer and Sarah Store. We will see them in just a moment. And while the ladies are hard at work, are you ready for your very special guest comedian this evening? Yes? I have the pleasure of actually performing with her next Thursday here on the Upfront Stage for a uh, show called Comics Giving. Proceeds will go to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. That'll be here next Thursday on the Upfront Stage. You can also uh, find out all about her at Leslie Battle comedy.com your very special guest comedian and what a treat for the premise please welcome to the stage leslie battle hello up front good evening it's nice and chilly outside dino is talking about cuffing season i don't know how he don't know about it because he's been single for fucking ever <laughs> I get it, he's the only person in his room older than me, so shit, <laughs> I guess, no. I will be 50 in July, and I'm just getting used to saying 50, you guys. I get it, there's a couple of people in here like, so what, rookie, okay, I get it, I get it. It's cool, it's the first time I've been 50, so, it's weird. I too am single, I am always a failure at cuffing season, in fact, I can't even get a cop to cuff me, Jesus. Uh, I have determined that all human beings are assholes, and there's proof. If it weren't true, then why would they say in the obituaries that their families survived them? <laughs> what are they, the plague, a hurricane? I need answers. One day somebody's gonna be writing that about me, and I just wanna know about the people that'll be talking about me when I'm dead. So I've got three kids, they're 26, 23, and 19. 
Also retired from the US military in 2015. So if you have no idea what a midlife crisis looks like, they're sexy boots with a sensible heel. Y'all really thought? <laughs> it's icy out there for crime and sake. I'm not daredeviling it out here. As a veteran, I've been going to the VA for my health care, which is always an adventure. It's actually a little bit of an ego boost for me because there I'm young and sexy. There's always this Vietnam era et who walks up to me and he'll be like, man, if we had soldiers that looked like you when I was in, I'd have stayed. I'll take that compliment every day, Uncle Jed. But <laughs> it's funny, I've got some health things that I'm working through right now. I have high blood pressure and I'm also anemic. Is there a doctor in the house? Because I get that according to science, those things are not related, but my brain says if I fix one of them, it's going to fuck up the other one. <laughs> Look, don't up one me. I'm on stage right now, okay, honey? <laughs> You're too young to be a Karen, okay? Stop it. <laughs> what is your name? Karen. See? Not Karen. <laughs> I'm playing with you, Karen. Do you feel effects from it, or are you just like, no, nah, I'm fine? No, I feel like it breathes into me, and I like, like, I don't know. And you have a boyfriend. I don't, okay? <laughs> I mean, geez. Cuffing season. You guys just meet? <laughs> what I love is she's like, no, yeah, he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Nobody's supposed to be talking to us right now. I turned off my phone, goddammit, why? <laughs> Sorry to embarrass you, young man. You, you, he's like, no, I'm fine now. She gave me permission to be fine. <laughs> Anybody else wondering why Leslie's single? <laughs> I can't help but wonder if my veteran status is contributing to me remaining single for as long as I've been. I mean, is it really realistic to expect a man to get with a woman that he knows is trained to kill but still gets recycled? <laughs> He's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they train everybody to kill? Yeah, brah. <laughs> I haven't killed anybody yet. <clears throat> What's that? First day in the future? Here's the thing. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm just spitballing it tonight because Dino said have some fun and I haven't for a while. I have people that I call friends that wax conservative and it's a challenge because they think that I should be too with all of this going on with my genetics. <laughs> and the thing is, I beat them at their own game and they get pissed about it. Like one day one of my friends posted, he's just like, well, if guns are so dangerous, why are gun ranges so safe? I'm like, I don't know, oversight and regulation? I got blocked. <laughs> I wasn't trying to cuff his ass anyway, so. <laughs> like I said, my body is changing. I'm going through all of this stuff. I think my butt is shrinking. <laughs> Didn't know the junk in my trunk could be biodegradable, but here we are. <laughs> Disappointed. It's frustrating, though, because, you know, I'm a comic, right? And I want to make jokes. 
And I want to talk about my body because I think this shit's hilarious. <laughs> but there's always some body positive lady in the audience like, no, honey, you're beautiful. You shouldn't be shaming yourself like that. And it makes me think because I am an artist. I'm just, you know, exercising my free speech and honing my craft or am I a product of the indoctrination of the patriarchy and I've just been ingrained with all of these unrealistic beauty standards that have been used to repress people for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Only now we're realizing that we're capable of raising a generation that's capable of empathy and taking our power back. And basically what I'm saying is I'm running out of time to tell you how tiny my tits are. <laughs> I had too many babies to be this shrunk, okay? I'm sorry. I was like, Mom, when am I going to get boobs? She was like, well, I got mine after you were born. You were my second. I had four. Nope. <laughs> so things are working out for me in the dating. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I get really frustrated with the dating apps. They're, 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 not, they're not for people like me. No, no, no. I got stung on Bumble. The thing is, no matter where I look, all these dudes are holding up big old dead fish. <laughs> I spend a lot of time alone. I binge watch a lot of crime dramas. I'm not gonna binge watch seven scenes of the CSI and then swipe right on a guy who's got access to a boat. <laughs> that just doesn't seem smart to me. I found this great new dating app though, you guys. It's called Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm not even ordering food, I'm a driver. <laughs> but the company, no, the company, all these cats ordering McDonald's, are you kidding me? Did you not hear about my blood pressure three minutes ago? Pay attention. <laughs> the company knows I'm a lonely old lady so they keep sending me to hot dudes' houses. What's my target demographic? Young, good-looking men who can't cook. <laughs> hey, Brody, I'll make you some quesadillas. Quesadillas, what? <laughs> you're, impre you're impressed by that? Wait till I make you a bologna sandwich. Wow. It's amazing. <sighs> I feel like telling a dirty story. Who wants to hear a dirty story? <laughs> Half y'all like, bitch, it is about time, jeez. Over here embarrassing everybody in the front row. <laughs> so I had arranged what I would call a tryst with a young man. I know, I try to make it fancy because it sucked. <laughs> the thing is, he tried to talk dirty to me. By virtue of me telling this story, you know that it did not go well. Because <laughs> women don't talk about the dudes that do stuff well. We keep that shit to ourselves. But the dudes that suck, honey, do not waste your time. But he whispers in my ear, oh baby, don't you love this big cock? <laughs> Problem is that at that moment, nobody in that bed had a big cock. <laughs> but I'm not rude. And my brain starts wandering so he can finish. And I realize I'm having sex with a dude who hasn't watched enough porn to realize that he doesn't have a big cock. That's problematic. Because he still wasn't done. Well, according to scientific theory, the inverse must be true. 
that there are men out there with huge cocks that don't know it because they don't watch enough porn. <laughs> America, we are failing. That is a wasted resource. Do not let it go unused. <laughs> Leslie's so single. It's weird, my oldest at 26 is my emergency contact. <laughs> Found out that that's the best way to get your adult kids on team, find mama some dick. <laughs> what 26-year-old dude do you know that wants that responsibility? I guarantee you, you do not. <laughs> but he'd be messing me up though. He's like, hey mom, me and the guys are gonna get some liquor. You should come hang out with us. First of all, bro, you should tell me which one of your friends you're the most comfortable calling dad. Look, those cats are 30, they are so legal, okay? <laughs> Kidding me? Besides, I've been on his buddy Trevor's bucket list for like a year, I'm just saying. <laughs> Who am I to stand in the way of young man's dreams? <laughs> Takes a village, everybody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do tend to date guys that are younger than me because at 49, there's a whole bunch of dudes that are younger than me. I don't think of it as perversion, that's just math. I mean, every year there's a new crop of eligibles. <laughs> of course, my friends wanna tease me about it. They're like, Leslie, honey, you and these young guys, baby, that makes you a cougar. I'm over here like, bitch, I'm brown, and some places I'm fuzzy. I mean, that is the Webster's Dictionary definition of what a cougar is. <laughs> we need to watch more Animal Planet? Well, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> Why are you lost? I'll tell you though, I enjoyed my time in the military. They taught me some really important skills. How to do a proper push-up. How to think strategically. Ladies, day one of basic training, how not to get pissed when you see other chicks dressed like you. <laughs> they were everywhere. But there's a specific sector of the population who hate when I mention that I'm a veteran. And they are all 22-year-old white male comics who've never served a day in their lives. <laughs> Judgy little shits. <laughs> Come up to me after a show talking about, Leslie, you only tell people that you're a veteran so you can get free applause. Dude, I'm a 49-year-old divorcee whose kids are growing. I've got too much fear of commitment to get a fucking cat. <laughs> this is all the attention that I get and you don't get to take that away from me, Chet. Quit talking to me about the 80s like you lived them just because you got Google, bye. <laughs> Knuckleheads. I'm a member of Generation X. Any other Gen Xers in the room? What is it, 35 to 50 or wherever you need oh, Of course. <laughs> but let's be real, right? Let's be real though. If society should not expect any generation to grow up, it's Generation X, right? Like one of us made skateboarding a job. We are not about this getting older bullshit, fuck that. <laughs> but I kind of feel like we're like the tweens of adults, right? Like when we talk to somebody in their 20s, oh my God, you're such a baby, you missed out on so much. Minute I want to bitch about being old, there's all some 80 year old lady like, rookie, shut up, you still got your gallbladder. <laughs> oh, and I bet you was born with both those knees too, that's cute. <laughs> Oh, your son's 26, mine's 50. Like, oh, Miss Gladys, I'm sorry. I meant no disrespect, ma'am. Did not mean. 
Since I left the military, I became a dealer. Damn, the room gets quiet every time I say that. I could see your raised eyebrows in the dark. That's how. <laughs> he was like, mm, go on. Y'all know we got a casino in town, right? Oh, you're disappointed, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I used to deal blackjack in the casino. That's what I was doing. I was not telling jokes. Yeah. Interesting place to work because things can happen at the casino that really aren't appropriate other places. Like, there's nothing weird for me to thank a stranger for the action. <laughs> Never uncomfortable when somebody else just wants to watch. <laughs> and all day long, I get to ask random dudes, hey, you want to hit that? Never get in trouble with HR. <laughs> That was a good job. <laughs> one day I was playing one-on-one -on -one with this gorgeous kid. And he knew he was gorgeous and he knew I was flustered and he decides to mess with me, right? He puts a $25 chip on the table. He slides it towards me. He makes eye contact and says, can you break me? <laughs> Let's be realistic. This is not 28 years ago. I have other things I need to consider before jumping into that situation. <laughs> need to call my chiropractor's office, see if he's got open appointments. <laughs> Check where I'm at on my catastrophic cap. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think he was gonna go halvesies on that copay I was gonna need when he got done with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I got them digits though, I mean, why would you not? Fun thing about working in the casino, they pipe in music from all different eras, and people think that music from the 50s and 60s is so much more wholesome. <laughs> okay. Like there's a song, the guy goes, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. <laughs> yeah, y'all know that dude don't sound 17, right? <laughs> that is not the voice of a high school junior singing that song, you guys. <laughs> Just have questions, that's all. Mary Wilson had a very famous song. No muscle-bound man can take me away from my guy. No handsome face would ever take the place of my guy. That sounds so sweet, doesn't it? Till you realize she really just said, my dude is neither of those things. <laughs> He's that ugly skinny cat in the corner just minding his business. Because he knows I'm the best he can do. Come on, you know how that went. This is the theme song of a woman who settled. <laughs> She's like, baby, you're awesome. No, fuck it, you'll do, okay? <laughs> this biological clock is ticking. Mom's about to write me out of the will. We gotta make some shit happen. <laughs> but I think my favorite song, I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour. That's when my love comes tumbling down. I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour. When there's no one else around. What? <laughs> that song didn't age well, did it? <laughs> Let me get this way, right. Bumble prospect. <laughs> you want me to meet you in an Ohio cornfield at midnight with no witnesses and possibly turn my GPS off 
Sir, I do not know you like that. <laughs> you will meet me at Applebee's at lunchtime. I will bring my taser so I can arm the security guard because I know they don't. <laughs> I've been Leslie Battle, you guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Leslie Battle, everybody! Leslie Battle! You funny lady. Do you want whiskey tonight or no? What are you drinking? What are you? It's water, man. It's water. Do you drink whiskey? Do you drink? Do you imbibe? Do you, what, what do you? The uh, worst decisions of my life I made sober. <laughs> so alcohol frightens me. Oh, so that, that would be a no. I just did that sober. Yeah. I usually perform sober. I karaoke sober. I karaoke It's not sober. a bragging thing. It's a I know my limits thing. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> part? I, I, rarely. I mean, rarely. Okay. There was this one time that comics around here know about. It was July of, of 2015. Yes, I remember the last time I got sloshed, wasted, drunk. Because mm -hmm. there were a couple people who were looking at me like, damn, bitch, you gonna die. But yeah, that's, that's not a thing that I do often. So how do you, you know, relax? How do you, ch this is it? This is it, this is it, man, right here. Yeah. This is how you do it. Like good conversations with people and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, during the set as well, I, you know, when people say thank you for your service, do some people, do you, do you, because I, I'm going to say thank you for your service, and okay. I mean that sincerely, but do you sometimes get, you, does it sometimes sound like, yeah, go ahead, you can, yeah, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it so she can get applause, I mean it, but do you, when you, when you hear that from some people, does it, does it, does it, can you tell if it's just lip service or if some people really mean it? Do you ever see a difference in it? I know it's a tough question. We're we, we getting deep right off the top because you, yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. No, Dino knows me. Mm -hmm. he, knows, he knows where this answer is going to come from. The, I have been very troubled by a lot of the changes in our society. For one thing... For some people, it's not a change, Okay. first of all. And so, in as much as I understand some people absolutely heartfelt feel the sentiment, mm -hmm. but for some people knowing the issues that are going on in our society, I mean, you know, military sexual trauma is a thing. Discrimination in the military is a thing. You know, and so it, it frustrates me because you'd be amazed how many people, especially when I go out and do rural shows, they're just like, oh, that's just part of your bit. You didn't really serve. Right. Like they don't have black people or women in today's army. And it's, it's, it, it boggles my it's mind because these cats that are out here actually stealing valor, you know, they're in the airport with a ribbon rack that a general couldn't, you know. Mm -hmm earn and yet you know just because of this it's just kind of like well you weren't really in the army were you um that, that would that would enrage me but i don't get to be enraged that's what this country is interesting all right let's shift off to something funny now <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I warned you no 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 oh, no but, but i mean I, I, that's I the thing the is questions. like it literally depends on who the person is when they say it uh, yeah i well that's why i asked the question because I actually, I've seen it. I, I, I've seen it in action Because I mean, with, with some, people. some people that will say it in the same breath will tell me that I don't have the right to talk about our history That's because crazy. there are unsavory parts. I mean, there are people who have told me, you know, I, 
I, I did the social justice warrior online thing for a little while, and they thought I was radical. I'm only five generations away from being a slave myself. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's grandparents were slaves. I grew up in East Texas. And if it were up to some of these people, we would still be slaves. But nobody wants me to talk about that part of my reality. I'm not saying you right near her right no, now. No, no, but, no, 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 no. In fact, I, I told you that when I asked you to do this this evening, the premise, uh, because I wanted you to, because I think you're a great comedian and I wanted you as a guest comic, I, I think I also told you that I want you just on Whiskey Business, just one-on-one, to go even deeper into some of this stuff. And we, we, we will make that date in 2020 to talk more. But what I want to know next is do you think, because you're a strong woman, do you think you intimidate men? I know I do. You do? I know I do. You do it on purpose? And it frustrates the fuck out of me. <laughs> it, what? It, it, here's the thing. And, and I, I, I joke about me being a veteran keeping me single, but at the end of the day, I've been divorced now for like 10 years, and I was the breadwinner oh. in that marriage, right? And the thing is, men see me, and they know that I'm taking care of myself, and they're just like, she doesn't need a man. But that doesn't mean that I don't want a man. Yeah, well, yeah, she doesn't need a man. I mean, that's kind of insulting in a way in, 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 its, own, in its own space, right? There's a whole lot, but at the end of the day, if a dude is afraid to talk to me because of something that he hasn't actually established by talking to me, mm-hmm. then how are, how, how are we going to get through our first bump in the road as an actual couple? Interesting. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm not into intimidating dudes, but I will walk the fuck away in a heartbeat. You think you walk away too quickly sometimes? No. No. Too slow. <laughs> too slow? Yeah. I was married to my last husband for almost 15 years. How and many, that should have been gone many, at, at like five years. I was going to say, how many years too many? Yeah. Ten. Ten. Ten too many. Yep. And why'd you stay? We had kids. I was living the American dream. I was supposed to be happy, and I was miserable. And I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want you, to be wrong. Where are you at now as far as a misery index is concerned <laughs> as far as life? I'm a comic, Gino, Jesus. But a lot of people will tell you that we, <laughs> that we as comedians mask our truth on stage and we just kind of find a way to vent it out there and throw it out there. But, uh, but off stage, you know, if we didn't have this as an outlet, if you didn't have this to, to share and talk, I mean, at one point... Because I want to ask you another question to follow that up with. At one point, did you decide that this comedy might be a thing I can do? And when you discovered it was an outlet for you, was it a, was it like a like a double win? Like I love doing stand up, but this is also a chance for me to get it out. So what had happened was, mm-hmm. um, going through my divorce, my ex is a German Irish guy. We lived in Miami County, which is not Franklin County, so it has far fewer brown people. And I was not a brown person that grew up there, so I was valued even less. So at the end of the day, he worked in the courthouse. I knew I wasn't gonna get anything that resembled fair treatment. Um, We got divorced. He was not ordered to pay child support even though I was unemployed. And then a year later, when I got a temporary job with the guard, I was ordered to pay him $1,000 a month even though we had the kids 50-50. So week on, week off, and I'm paying him $1,000 a month. And the magistrate backdated it 10 months from their original petition. So when he banged the gavel, I was $10,000 in arrears, which is felony level, so you can't travel, you can't get a passport. You basically are treated like a criminal even though you don't have a criminal record. So, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. No, um, no I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I got, um, I, the, the, 
<laughs> like I was paying his share of the expenses. I was doing everything that I thought, you know, I was taking the high road, all the stuff that people tell you to do. And I got drugged through the mud in court. I was told that those were gifts, that the court had not ordered me to do those. So even though he testified that he wasn't paying his expenses, I was still paid, ordered to pay him. And I felt like shit. I mean, here I was. All my life, I've been held to a higher standard. I was a gifted kid. I joined the army when I was 18. I've always been like this person that people were just like, and the problem is when you're in those groups, you, you end up having this completely skewed vision of yourself. Because, you know, like I'm in the army and I'm hearing from these dudes, oh, well, but you don't jump out of airplanes, do you? I mean, you know, it's, it's the most cliquish, you know, bullshit. What? And you'd be, you'd be amazed, you'd be amazed. I would and, be. And, and, you know, and the I'd other issues. Off. Again, what did I tell you? Yeah, yeah. I could have been pissed off. I also could have gotten demoted for being pissed off. You know, so you play the game. But I needed something to stroke my ego because I was proud of my kids, but I wasn't gonna live vicariously through my kids. And every other week it was just me and I had to face me. And I'm still working on liking me to be honest. That's just, we're gonna be real, we're being real. But I knew that I'm a decent public speaker and I make people laugh in conversation. And so I was like, well, I'll try this comedy thing. Plus, I can control my schedule. So the weeks I have my kids, I'm with my kids. The weeks I don't have my kids, I can do shows. Well, for whatever it's worth, you know, the little bit that I know you, I like. So thank you for being here tonight. Leslie Battle, everybody. <laughs> Leslie Battle. We'll talk more on another installment because, uh, I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you at all. You heard the buzzer, folks. That means that time is up for our lovely ladies and their three to five minutes of stand-up material. So let's bring back up to the stage, if you will, Sarah Greer and Sarah Starr, everybody. Yeah. All right, so... First time out, before the show started, you got to call the flip. This flip will be to see who uh, goes first or second. The winner of the flip will get to, the, get to choose. So, Sarah Storer, you get to call the toss. Ready? Tails. <clears throat> it's heads. Okay. It's heads. So, Sarah Greer, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go first. She's going first, ladies and gentlemen. She's going first. So please welcome for the next three to five minutes. Your premise was. Um, are women who's smarter, men or women? Sarah Gray, everybody, give her a round of applause. Let her go. I think mine turned into a strength discussion, but let's go with it. Um, a wise board game company of the 90s once gave us the question or raised the statement, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Um, I actually saw it in a Goodwill the other day for about 90 cents and I just kept walking. I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, now, now, little old me, I was a 90s kid and I remember um, very vividly uh, when my father told me that men were stronger than women. And I said, that's bullshit. And he said, don't cuss in my house. Men are stronger than women. And I was like, 
but but how is that even a thing? And then my mother chimed in and she goes, Sarah, it's just the truth. Men are stronger than women. And I was like, well, then how do you explain childbirth? And he goes, Sarah, that has nothing to do with it. But it has everything to do with it. Because how are we here? Fucking women. I see some men not clapping at that. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, look, okay, none of us would be here without growing in a, in a lady's body. So bless that. God bless it. Satan bless it. Whatever you believe in. Now look, if Eve hadn't have been so fucking bored with Adam, she wouldn't have pondered, pondered? She wouldn't have ran across the Garden of Eden, ran to that Dumbass snake, which you should never take shit from snakes, okay? I'm just saying that they're very unreliable. The deadliest animals that exist on our earth are snakes. But anyway, she was bored, okay? What else was she going to do? So she's like, I'm going to take an opportunity to uh, eat this apple because I'm fucking hungry and um, I need a snack. And she did. And not only did she uncover the glorious that is the naked body of a woman, but she also uncovered the goofiness that is the naked body of the males. And I have a husband, he's here tonight, and I love a good penis. I love a good penis as much as anybody. I know we're not supposed to Google naked male celebrities anymore, but I do. If it's out there, I gotta see it, everybody. Brad Pitt, and, um, and look, I like a naked male, but your bodies are really funny. Um, and look, look, I know sexism. I worked in a hardware store for four years when I was in high school. Okay, your most impressionable years, I worked in a freaking hardware store. I got told to hold my shoulders up. I got asked out on dates. I got asked if I was married when I was 15. And I was like, uh, this ain't Kentucky. Get the fuck out of this store. And then I got written up. Um, but one time... I was trying to, I, math is not my strong suit, I was trying to figure out um, the change for this gentleman, and he told me, since I had to use a calculator, that I was never going to make it in this world, and that I should know that it's a man's world, and that women are just living in it, and the only woman that maybe had a chance was Hillary Clinton, and you know what, he's a dummy, because again, he was wrong on that. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. She lost, and now look what we have. We have these fucking impeachment hearings interrupting my daytime television of watching The View. I want to hear Whoopi Goldberg's commentary on whatever the fuck Kim Kardashian's doing, and because of this dumb shit making deals with whoever, I don't get to sit there and listen to Joy and Meghan McCain yell at each other, and it's very upsetting to me, okay? And look, I also ask you this. Do men have a uterine lining that stores extra, yeah, that's right, extra fucking blood. We are making twice the amount of blood in our body, and that's not even work. That's just what our body does, okay? Yeah, that's right. Do men have a whole separate drawer of underwear for those seven days out of the week of the month? No, they don't. They wear their skin mark drawers all over, up and down. They turn them inside out because they're disgusting. Oh, and can men call their period? Oh, wait, no, they can't because they don't have them. But they can't call it fun names like Aunt Flo, Bloody Mary, Shark Week, and menstruation, huh? Can they? No, they can't. Can they have the ability to improvise and create a makeshift sanitary napkin because you accidentally started your period today when you weren't supposed to? 
No! They can't! I am currently bleeding out of my vagina as we speak, and I was not prepared for it! God damn it! And let's talk about strong women! Susan B. Anthony, Eleanor Roosevelt, Jamie Lee Curtis, Cher, Dolly Parton, Whoopi fucking Goldberg, Millie Bobby Brown, Barbie! She taught me I could be anything I want to be, and I am. Now look, I'm not, I'm not finished. I have one more thing to say. Now look, I am a woman that's standing before you that is a mother. That's right, I have two children. I grew them. I don't need an applause, but thank you. I appreciate it. I grew two children in my belly. And you know what that means? That means I'm a fucking witch. I'm a fucking magician. And you're like, why? You know why? Because women can grow genitals. That's right. Not only did I grow a vagina, I also grew a dick. I grew a fucking dick. I don't even have one. I grew a vagina within a vagina and a dick within a vagina and I burned them all out and I bled everywhere and I'm still fucking standing yelling at everybody. <laughs> so the next time you're like, hey, who's smarter, men or women? Just shout out, men can't, but women can grow genitals. <laughs> Sarah. Very therapeutic. Thank you. Right back here. Right back here. Uh, God bless you. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> Women are smarter. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Greer, one more time, everybody. Thank you. Laying down the gauntlet for competitor number two with... Premise number two as well. Please welcome Sarah Storer. Hey, y'all. I do uh, musical comedy, and I wrote a song up on the spot. It is called, uh, my premise was about breakups. This is called the breakup song, What I Should Have Said. <laughs> I'm a sing... Oh, wait, whoop, whoop. I was a single lady, and you wouldn't be wrong to assume I'd been alone for far too long. You might think that I was lonely, and I guess I felt like shit, but it's better not to have one than to have one you wish you didn't. I'd rather be alone than to date someone who sucks. I'd rather do myself than to date someone who fucks so bad that... <laughs> who fucks so bad that I can't feel what is going on inside. So I'd rather be alone. And that's my reason why we're breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up, we're breaking up, yeah, there's a second verse. <laughs> I'm just looking for someone to be a man, someone who wants to spend a weekend splitting a whole ham, 
That's really a dream of mine. But I'm looking right at you, and I say this with a sigh. You're not the one I want to be with until one of us dies. I'd rather be alone than to date someone who sucks. I'd rather do myself than to date someone who fucks so bad that I can't feel what is going on inside. So I'd rather be alone, and that's the reason why we're breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. I wrote a bridge too. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I hope we can still be friends. But sometimes the best part of a relationship is the part where it ends. I'd rather be alone than to date someone who sucks. I'd rather do myself than to date someone who fucks so bad that I can't feel what is going on inside. So I'd rather be alone. And that's the reason why we're breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. Yeah, you can clap along. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. Oh, we're breaking up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sarah Store, the musical stylings and comedic stylings of Sarah Store. Absolutely. Well, nice round of applause for both of the ladies, both Sarahs. Wow. Wow. You, uh, you, you both, in my opinion, killed it. We'll have an audience vote here in, in just a moment. But uh, I'm sure as you were sitting at the table and discussing both premises, who had the easier premise as far as presentation? Because to me, it seemed like both of you could have gone on for another 10 minutes. <laughs> a thousand percent. Uh, this is literally what we do as improvisers. Like, so it, it almost doesn't even matter what topic we would have had. Either one of us can go as long as you need us to go mm -hmm. just spewing bullshit. Yeah. That is our job to do. It's also therapeutic because I feel like we don't really get to bitch and complain a lot. <laughs> That's true. And I got why, to why do is that? that. Why is that? Well, you know, sometimes you're you're trying to uh, improv isn't necessarily always about making jokes. It's about making some like real life situations entertaining. I'm obviously entertaining everybody <laughs> by explaining <laughs> improv. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like a different muscle. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a different comedy now, muscle. You're married with children I'm as we speak. Married with children. I know that you were married. I know your story yeah, from, back in from, the day. from before. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, as far as breaking up, and are you looking to be back in a committed relationship again at some point? Is that still something that you believe in? Uh, yeah, not until I don't want to ever get married again. But I would be. Why? In a re uh, I don't need a piece of paper. It's uh, divorce is like the worst breakup with paperwork. Yeah. Like you just don't get to be done. Like you end it, and then six months later, you're like, yeah, "Well, right. we still don't have a court date." It's 
It's uh, well, and there's some people that just like can't afford to get divorced. Yeah. Nobody talks about that either. There are yeah. people out here that have been like estranged from each other for decades. And it's just like I literally don't have the five hundred dollars or whatever it would take for me to file it myself. Yeah. So it, I, yeah, don't get me started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're they're Catholic. <laughs> well, that, yeah. And you just. Stand I didn't it. say they weren't out here fucking. They just ain't divorced. <laughs> 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 you should get a shirt. This is a new concept for everybody. <laughs> like, what? Where have y'all been all your lives? Jeez. So we got you married and divorced. You married and divorced. And then we have you who seems to have the idyllic dream come true. You got a good husband. You got the two kids, right? My mother-in-law raised a really great human being. Mm-hmm. He's a really great, supportive sweet person and he's, he's also, also here i one time <laughs> he's all, he's well also I, here. I you know he yeah he's here <laughs> which is rare because we have children so we have a babysitter That's my nice. mother <laughs> um but i appreciate that kenny lets me be me one time we were watching um i think like a 2020 episode and it was about domestic violence you know because 2020 and i and they were like and that's when he started beating this his wife and i just turned to kenny and i was like i just want you to know that if you ever try to hit me i'll beat the shit out of you (laughs) and he said okay (laughs) very supportive Oh, but it's snarky as I said he's here too, but he's he's here being supportive. So yeah. I mean that. Well, he's also in the same business that mm-hmm. you're yes. in, right? He's so a does that yeah. comedically ever clash, or is it a is it a good thing? I honestly think we both enjoy watching each other perform more than performing. I don't know. I like he's performing in TBD tomorrow, which I'll be here to watch, and I love watching him perform. And when mm-hmm. he like kills, I feel like a proud person. Yeah. He's my guy. Aww. I like him. I'm taking your record. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh. But I think there's something to be said, especially for people that are artistic. When you see somebody else doing something that you're striving to do well and they do it well, it's kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if they're cute, shit. Would you want to be involved with somebody who was in this same world and business as you? Do you think that was not fucking you? nuts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 it's not restricted to that, but I'm not like opposed to that. Mm-hmm. But but that's the thing is when you have certain things in common, then, you know, as long as you're both well adjusted people, then the understanding of, OK, I get it. I, I, I understand what it's like to perform and the feelings that you get. And and that's the thing is like for people that aren't artistic, a lot of times they're kind of like groupie-ish and there's this like mystique to it and they want to make it all like weird and they like kind of take the humanity out of it. But when there it's when you're with somebody else who performs, like they get, you know, the traveling and the the, you know, being in front of people and and you know, having that understanding may help. Wouldn't know. <laughs> you will. You nope. will. Yep. Nope. I'll see. Well, we'll, we'll, when you We're going to talk when later. you and I talk on Whiskey <laughs> Business, we'll, 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 we'll figure all that shit out. What about you, Sarah Storr, what? as far as uh, uh, another person in your life? Would you rather have somebody that's in this same crazy world as you, or do you find you need somebody away from it in order to kind of keep a balance? I just need somebody who's as equally passionate with their shit as I am with mine, and that's it. So that's it could it. be like he could just be like making clocks in his basement. I don't know why that's <laughs> making the image. clocks. Making clocks. Yeah, in a I don't basement? know why the, that's the image. I that think comes that's to my the head. podcast that, that of don't involve <laughs> human parts. 
He died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the basement. Spoiler alert. But I think it's it's less the the commonality of the discipline and more the commonality of the passion. We both have to be really passionate about whatever we're pursuing. So it really doesn't matter what it is as long as the passion is there. Well, I don't want him to be passionate about like kicking dogs. <laughs> that would be real bad about something that is normal and kind. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we got. I know. I know that we've got the the other big show in it, so we got to start wrapping it up. So um, let's find out tonight, you studio audience, by your vote and your votes alone, who won the competition tonight. So competitor number one, Sarah. What? You. What do you do? Usually when the audience is participating, they, they do this crazy thing where they clap for the person they like the best. So I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, this is the one you were talking to earlier, am I right? I yeah, don't, is, you is, know, is this, just. Is this I Bumble? Mean, is this Bumble from earlier? She's having a tough time, Dino, lay off. I understand. <laughs> You put the hands together, and you you don't even have to move. You don't even have to, you don't have to do them simultaneously. You just take the one right here and leave it, and just smack the other one against it. Until, and, and, See, and your, this right here is the difference between approval. men and women. She asked a question for clarification. He's being a dick. Am right? I? Uh, here's Am a person I? who says, I don't fucking understand. I don't want to fuck it up right out the gate. What do we do? Oh, well, let me be Mr. Dude. And while we're at it, let's pull a fucking carburetor or oh something. Oh, my God. Shit. I can't I wait. Mean, Jesus. I can't wait till you and I do a podcast. Oh, Lord. Have oh, man. It may. It Someone may, is it, going that, to be murdered <laughs> on that podcast. I ain't yeah. going to jail for him. I'm not going no. to jail for him. No, no he's going to be nope. the one nope. who dies. Nope. I, don't, I don't want you to go to jail for me. Would <laughs> you bail, that would, total thing you just would said. You, yeah. Would you bail me out? I can't. I'm. She's the one. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes, all you have to do, in all in 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 all sincerity, is just ready to applaud for contestant number one, Sarah Greer. Everybody. Out there, folks. And contestant number two, Sarah Starr. Why both of you, I think, did outstanding work. I think there was a little more love for contestant number one, Sarah Greer. Thank you. Very good job. Thank you for letting so me So you, you get the lovely bottle of Four Roses bourbon. I don't know if you like bourbon. I don't know Never if you drink the whiskey. <laughs> Pour it over some ice. Pour some ice. And, uh, <laughs> and slug it it's down. It's good for, like, colds and stuff, right? It's good for colds, yes. Give it to my kids. The Irish See, that's say. That's how it starts. <laughs> No, I want to that. Starts. That's how it starts. That's how it's, yeah. Oh, it's good for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, of course, uh, 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 the loser contestant tonight, but not in my book, but you still, uh, Sarah Story, get the smoothest silk Kessler American blend whiskey. Yes. But more importantly, Sean Cassidy live. Ooh, he's jumping. He's jumping. Live. He's jumping. He's jumping. He's Wait a, a minute. That's Galen not jumping. wrapped. That's not wrapped. No. What, what do you mean wrapped? That was Sean it. Cassidy. Volunteers of America on Indianola. Uh, came in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going tomorrow to search for another one. <laughs> 
That's rock and roll. All right, let me say a couple of things before we wrap up. That uh, The premise is a Whiskey Business Presents production uh, brought to you by my incredible producers in the back. Greg Hansberry, give him a round of applause. John Whitney, the creator. Chip Cosell, who was trying to keep us on time as best he could. Also, a big thanks to my guest, the lovely and talented Sarah Storer. Sarah Greer. And I can't wait to talk to her on an upcoming installment of Whiskey Business. One more time for Leslie Battle, everybody. My name is Dino Tripotis, and until the next, the bottle, see ya. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.